you're listening to the Radix Podcast, where we discuss art, its impact, current events, and the ever-talented artists that help shape our culture. Thanks for listening, and remember to keep up to date with us here and at RadixMag on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. What's up, Radix Podcast? We're your hosts. My name is Tatavius the Black. And I'm Kat Bynum. And we are here with a super amazing, awesome, exponentially great guest. Can you please introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. I am Michelle Calloway. I am honored to be on the Radix podcast. Super excited you guys asked me to join. Um, Yeah. Hello. Hope everyone's having a great day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we love having you here. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. So when did you and your husband know that opening Space 42 was right for you? Um, I think the vision for Space 42 happened around the end of 2016. We moved here from Los Angeles in 2015, where we were really part of the art community there. We lived downtown, so we were surrounded by artists and galleries, and we were... Um, art buyers ourselves so upon moving to Jacksonville we definitely saw a need for more galleries and creative spaces for the community so that's kind of how the concept was born born out of a need born out of passion um, and then just a lot of hard work and yeah so 2017 was technically the beginning of Space 42. That's awesome. I'm curious. So coming from California. That's so tight. So (laughs) what would you say are like some of the biggest challenges and obstacles and whatnot that you had to uh, overcome to pretty much, you know, get it, uh, you know, up and running? I think the biggest challenge always felt like time. You never felt like you had enough time or energy. The amount of work that actually went into the physical space I think was one of the biggest challenges. A lot of the renovations we did ourselves. It was a dilapidated warehouse when we got a hold of it. Um, there had been a metal fabricator in there for over 20 years. So I don't think he ever picked up a broom ever. So a lot of the hurdles <laughs> came in just manual labor and working really, really hard to kind of deconstruct the mess and try to create something out of it. Um, Money was obviously another huge hurdle. You never feel like you have done enough or can do enough. But since this has always been a labor of love, uh, it's a project that's been solely funded and run by my husband and I without outside help. So obviously the financial part of it was, was a huge obstacle. Um, And then I would say like, To add to that, the third part would just be uh, creating a space in the community that really didn't exist. So the hurdles that come along with just doing something different. I'm curious, coming to Jacksonville from, you know, a big city in California, like what were some of the good things you noticed about the art scene here? And then some of the like challenges and things that you thought maybe could have been improved? 
Yeah, I think that was one of the original catalysts for Space 42 was just that we saw that things could be improved and not necessarily that we believed that it wasn't working, but just that we had something that we could add ourselves. Um, I think something that we were really striving for that we do strive for is a place for everyone and a place for all types of people. Um, really a place for the community. So that was something that I saw lacking a bit and a place for experimentation where you could really push the boundaries of what art could be and how you could interact with art and what it meant to interact with art and artwork and artists themselves. So I think bridging that gap was something we were really interested um, in doing and something that we experienced a lot while living in California was just the exposure to different types of artists and their work in different um, different mediums as well as different locations, whether it be a gallery or a museum or an experimental installation. When you see things like that constantly, it inspires you. So when we moved here, we, we thought, hey, you know, maybe, maybe this is something we could try to tackle ourselves. Hey, that's what's up. So I remember uh, it was during the, uh, the last, when we were, um, it was the interview. That's right. It was uh, the interview, which um, for all of you who do not know, uh, Michelle was actually, she was also our first um, interviewee, if I remember correctly. And so when we started doing the uh, Radix uh, interviews and whatnot. She was the first person that we actually uh, was able to interview. And so it's funny that she's like technically like our first guest and she <laughs> is also our first like person that we're also interviewed or she was the first person that we interviewed. So it's funny, a little <laughs> full circle moment for all. you. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> oh, man, you're awesome. But um, yeah, you had said in your interview uh, that you um, inspiration isn't something that you find rather it finds you and whatnot. And um, I know like in my artistic journey and whatnot, that's something that uh, I guess in a sense, like I would definitely say I'd wrestled with a little bit, but kind of um, always thinking of that was a huge thing. And so um, could you kind of like go more in depth than that and uh, give your thoughts? Because um, I thought it was like a super, super cool thing, but I definitely wanted, uh, wanted to hear more of your thoughts on that. On finding inspiration in particular, you mean? Uh, uh, just letting inspiration find you. Oh, and... yeah. Okay. Um, you know, inspiration is a really funny thing. And as a creative person, which I've defined myself as a photographer for most of my life, until recently, until moving to Jacksonville, I really had to re-examine what that meant, where I was only defining myself by one medium. So something that I've been super grateful for is growth, creative growth and spiritual growth since being here. And I was able to kind of step outside of that title of photographer and try to look at myself as an artist in general. And what does that mean to me? And does the medium really matter? And can you explore different parts of your creativity through different <laughs> mediums? So I really encourage... Really any artist to step outside the medium perhaps that they're used to 
because I have found the most understanding and the most uh, creative um, encouragement and experiences through allowing my creativity to come through in different mediums. So to kind of expound on that and kind of to circle back to the question that you asked me, I think creativity and inspiration for me personally comes from obviously whatever is happening in my life at that moment. And I see artists as sort of representation of emotion and current events and things that are happening. And it's the way that we deal. It's the way that we express. It's the way that we show the world how we feel and how we think without necessarily being able to say it. Um, literally sometimes you can say it literally but sometimes you know it's easier to share it through a photograph or through a painting or through a piece of poetry um but i think through vulnerability we can really experience deeper levels of creativity and inspiration so for me when i when i made that statement that creativity finds me it's just about being open it's just about being as open as you can and not putting those uh, barriers on yourself and defining yourself so specifically that I think the best inspiration comes about and in turn the most growth. So that's what I try to live by um, every day. I try. <laughs> Some days are easier than others. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and, you know, going to our next question, like that really makes me really interested in your project, The Bold New South. You have these like amazing personalities and, you know, they communicate the subject visually in such a powerful way. And they have these, po all your subjects have these poses that like really stand out. And how did you create them? Did they, was it something that came to you or how did that happen? Well, the inspiration for that project came out of a need Obviously, most of my background work before moving to Jacksonville was in commercial and fashion photography mostly. And I think the market here was so different that I sort of had an aha moment where I was looking for other people to hire me and that because that's what I was so used to. And a few years ago, I decided to take control of my own destination and my own career and my own choices and say, well, I don't necessarily need someone to hire me. I can create the work and then I can go and find the outlet for that work. So the Bold New South was the first project that I've done with that <clears throat> mentality of let me, let me create something out of pure curiosity and find the audience for it later. So when I sat around, you know, one day, I'm sure it was multiple days or weeks or months. Um, I, you know, I was kind of thinking about a project and, and projects for me with photography always begin with curiosity. What am I curious about? What interests me? And I remember um, we did the photography exhibition for Malk um, or Malcolm. Everyone knows Malcolm. And um, <laughs> the, uh, the candy show that we did, it was one of our first shows at Space 42. I just saw a plethora of really interesting people walk through the door. And I was like, where are these people hiding? Like, I don't see these people every day. And I'm talking, you know, people that were young, um, artists, 
who cared about fashion, who cared about culture, who just were inspiring to look at. And they really were bold with the statements that they were making personally and uh, visually. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be interesting to photograph these people and highlight them in a way that perhaps I'm not seeing highlighted in the city because this is an extremely diverse community. And so for me, it was really a chance to sort of explore different parts of the community that I wasn't really seeing on a day-to-day basis. So that was sort of the beginning of the inspiration for that project. So I sought people out, um, different, different people. I asked friends, I used Instagram and found people that I thought were really living boldly and that were had their own personal style and perhaps their own um, personal viewpoints on the world and that they were making a statement. And so I just sought out my subjects that way and I asked them where they would like to be photographed. I didn't preconceive a location. I really asked them where they wanted to go and we would just meet up at that location and they would you know, reveal themselves through those portraits. And nothing was really pre-planned. It was just more, you know, play, you know, walking around and just sharing, you know, an hour, an hour and a half sometimes with, with the subjects. I didn't know any of them before photographing them. So it was kind of a get to know session as well as a creative session. Yeah, that's kind of how it started. Wow. That's really cool. That's really tight because, <laughs> you know, like it's it's really cool to see, like, especially I think one of the coolest things about that project was where you were talking about how, you know, it was pretty much like the first time meeting and how you were, you know, I guess in a sense like that didn't really hold you back from creating something that was obviously, you know, powerful or important or special to you and whatnot. And um, I guess I've I've always known you as a confident creator and hearing, you know, you explain this story obviously just adds to that so that's pretty cool that's really tight thank you oh. <laughs> it's ongoing so it's still going on don't worry it's not done it... <laughs> oh okay. there's more cool, to cool. do hopefully hopefully it will grow that's the plan well and like do you have um is this like gonna be just like a completely ongoing or do you kind of have like a an end date in mind or are you just kind of like it's just gonna naturally like flow into whatever i don't know i did a teaser kind of exhibition at space 42 that was a digital exhibition and obviously that's never ideal but financially you know the entire project is shot on film and there just aren't the resources here for you know really high-end professional scanning and printing and all of that. And so I did receive a grant from the cultural council for a small portion of it. And that went into all the film and processing. So it just didn't leave me enough to actually complete the project. So I would hope eventually that I could obtain another grant to actually finish the exhibition in a final format, meaning prints for an exhibition like a gallery exhibition um i just haven't really you know figured that out yet but i would hope that the project could continue um moving forward so we'll kind of see cool how have you um had to adapt both like as an artist and a business owner but how's that 
come into effect? It's been really interesting. Um, Obviously, the space has been closed because of COVID. But personally, I really... I had an interesting time at the beginning of COVID because I realized as a photographer, um, you really can't do virtual photography. Um, it's, it's not quite the medium. So, <laughs> so yeah. I sort of had to pivot. Um, and I pivoted into, you know, obviously there wasn't a lot of client work or, or personal work happening during COVID. So I just leaned into other creative projects. Um, and it's been fine. It's more commercial, you know, work, but things that allow, you know, uh, projects that I can do from home. So whether that be working with somebody on graphic work or branding for their company or marketing for people or, you know, things like that, that I can do, that's sort of what I leaned into during COVID and kind of tried to find other ways to generate revenue um, in a creative way, but wasn't based around photography. But I did, I happy to say I did my first shoot last week since COVID. So it's, we're slowly, we're moving back in the right direction. Things are picking up. Um, yeah, there's new announcements that I'll be announcing, you know, on Space 42 as far as artists and things are sort of starting to slowly open up and kind of have life again. So that's exciting. That's tight. Okay. So we have a we have a, a good bit to look forward to. Yeah. As always, you know. I feel like you you usually give us a lot of things to, to really look forward to, or at least enough, like whether it's something from Space 42 or just a personal project. Um, and honestly, even like just following you on your Instagram and stuff like that, like there's always cool things popping up on your on your Instagram. And you're always like, uh, I know like you and um, Elena had something, uh, I think it had like recently just like popped up on my feed and I had uh, glanced at it a little bit. But um, there's always something, I think, interesting going on in your life, I think, in my honest opinion. To me, at least, like, I don't know if anyone else feels like this, but Mich- <laughs> Michelle is legitimately one of the most interesting people that I know. Like, I, I'll i usually be talking to Nicole, and I'm just, and, like, I'll just be fangirling. I over, cannot. Like, just... <laughs> Stop. Like, you know what's so funny is, like, from my personal perspective, I obviously don't see it like that. I think, oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough. I'm like, you know, like I I can't perceive it the same way. So I don't know how other people perceive me. So it's really funny and I'm flattered and thank you. Thank you for saying that. But from my perspective, I'm like, oh, I'm just like, I'm not, what am I doing with my life? Like most days I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm not doing enough. Um, but yeah, that's, thank you. I, I really, I appreciate you saying that, but of course (laughs) I was, okay. This is a funny fact for all the listeners. Um, you know how like in high school you have the like voted, like most likely to succeed most, you know, most attractive, most whatever. So I was voted ready for this drum roll, please. Most intriguing. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that hilarious? I think the category was added that year. And I was like, you know what? I'll take that because at least that means I'm interesting. So 
you know, if Tavius thinks I'm interesting, then, you know, I'm doing my job. <laughs> yes, 100%. I would say you're doing your job and you're doing it well. Thank you. Because literally, I don't think there's been a month that has gone by where I have not, like, at least fangirled about you to somebody. I think, like, <laughs> if I had the opportunity, I think how many people live in Jacksonville? Like, two, three million? I probably would just, like, literally just talk for at least about 30 minutes. I'm like, yeah, Michelle's, like, the coolest person I know. Like, in all honesty, it's like, do you know Michelle? Like, you should probably get to know Michelle. You should follow Space42 on Aww. Instagram. Like, <laughs> I think it's because I'm from Iowa. People from Iowa are cool. <laughs> the, mid- oh. the Midwest. <laughs> it's humble beginnings. <laughs> Is Iowa also cold? Is that like a cold place too? Yeah, Iowa's definitely cold. I spent some okay. time there this summer, so it's it's beautiful during the summer. But um, oh yeah, those cold winters. I think um, Prince has a really funny quote that I heard. So Prince is from Minneapolis. I don't know if you knew that, but um, I think one time Oprah asked him why he lived in Minnesota. She's like, "Why would you live in Minnesota? It's like the coldest place anywhere." And he said, "The cold keeps all the bad people out." <laughs> I love that. I was like, that's exactly true because you gotta be really tough to handle that cold weather. <laughs> I could imagine. You just you just went on vacation with your family, I saw on Instagram, and like I definitely am in the same boat as Datavius with the fangirling because I feel like everything like I was watching your Instagram Aww. stories and like every single one was just like really pretty and interesting and have this like retro vibe to it you know a lot of times I feel like on Instagram I just click through things because I'm you know it like doesn't hold my Mm -hmm. attention and I you know everything that I've seen you create is just done so well and to me it appears with intention um I love your new Instagram page you just made for aesthetic made yeah and it's like super fun to just like it's so pretty. Like I have such an appreciation for just like pretty aesthetically pleasing things. And I just like love that you are able to do that. It's great. Thank you. It's, it's yeah. Really born out of COVID. That was aesthetic made was born out of COVID. So you can fake it for that. <laughs> well, something good came out yeah. of it at least. Um, are you, what are you looking forward to the most for the rest of this year? Um, currently there's some good things happening. So, and I don't say that much. I'm a Virgo. So, well, this is my birthday month, but we're, we're very humble people and we're, (laughs) we're very, um, we, I don't know. It's hard for me to celebrate the wins, but I'm working on it. Um, I heard a great quote recently. It's like when you get really frustrated or you're upset about what's happening or not happening or you feel like you should be further along, it's like just pause and celebrate the small wins. And I'm like, it sounds so silly, but it's like even the smallest things. It's like, okay, I took that risk. I did that thing. Even if it wasn't perfect or it wasn't the way that you felt like it should be, we should at least as creative people celebrate all wins all things that we try and attempt to do so I've been working on that so I am celebrating my wins currently with you guys so thank you for highlighting the things that I'm doing and (laughs) having me on the podcast which this is a win I would see I would see a podcast interview as a win but um moving forward I um 
creatively, I have a lot going on, but um, I just um, got reached out from a gallery in Atlanta who's interested in sharing some of my um, work, especially some of the work from the Bold New South. So that's a good win. That's really exciting to kind of start that relationship. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to keep shooting, uh, continue doing personal work and inspiring people with my Instagram, which I think is a little way every day I can inspire people. Um, I've sort of transitioned into the film world a little bit more recently. I, my, I got my start in film. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but I went to a film school and studied photography, but my beginning was actually as a still photographer on movie sets. And that um, my career started, but I've sort of done a full circle and kind of come back to it a little bit. So I started writing. I actually started writing a short and I'm actually writing a feature right now. And I'm shooting a few things to submit to a couple of festivals. So I'm leaning into visual storytelling uh, more so than I ever have before. It's, it feels like a natural progression from photography. So it's really exciting to have a female voice in the film world, which I do think we need more of. I think there is a lack of, let alone female uh, cinematography or uh you know, DPs, but also writers, uh, female voices in writing, I think is really important too. So telling stories from a female perspective. So I'm leaning into that a little bit more as sort of a creative um, endeavor that is just working on, you know, alongside obviously uh, client work and, and my other paid projects, but really kind of leaning in as I was talking earlier about expanding your medium. So that's something I've been focusing on. Yeah. So hopefully everything just keeps, keeps moving forward and I keep growing. That's, that's the goal. <laughs> Do you have any like favorite books or any type of go-to, I guess, uh, works that you become inspired or I guess become inspired by it's funny because like every single time I say inspired now I'm just like it's supposed to find you and I'm just like hey like it, it's it's almost like I guess the opposite of tap I don't know how to even explain it's not it. it's like okay you maybe misread like the it's 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 not really that it has to find you it's just you have to be open to finding it as well like yes. meaning if you can kind of tap into that part of you that is open and it feels like a different realm sometimes when you're really in a creative space, but just being open to being influenced by the things around you, I think is, is kind of what I was, what I was talking about. But to answer your question about books that uh, inspire me, I would say creatively the book that inspired me most was the artist's way and it sounds so cliche but i tell everyone that um a great artist in jacksonville lana shuttleworth actually gave me not she didn't give me the book but she suggested that book for me um when i turned 30 and i was sort of having like a moment and it was right it was a I think it was a year and a half after I had moved to Jacksonville and it was kind of that moment where you're like, what am I doing? Like everything is sort of different here. I'm not really sure where I fit in or what 
And I found that book and I try to give it to anyone that I think needs it. It's just a great book for, for realizing your value as an artist and as a human being and working through certain blocks that you might have as a creative. And we all know that a lot of those blocks stem from, you know, childhood and trauma and things like that. And if we don't work through them, it's really hard to be efficient at our work because we oftentimes get blocked or other things kind of get in the way. So that book really helps release a lot of that. Um, so I'd really recommend, I have a, I have a lot. If you guys want like a list, I will happy to, to share a list with the audience. I can, I can put together something, <laughs> but that's the one that came to mind. A list would be super helpful. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think a list would definitely be super beneficial, especially to like young creatives and whatnot in Jack. So yeah, if you, I mean, if you want to hook us up, I would love be to, great. I'll put together a list. Cause yes. I read books in all, like in all mediums and I'm exploring all types of mediums currently more so than I ever have. And so I really find the crossover between different genres and different mediums. And it really kind of influences the work. Okay. I just love that you brought up the artist's way because I listened to a podcast where someone interviewed the author and she said that the book finds you whenever mm -hmm. you need it. So I just ordered it, I mean, maybe a month ago because I feel like COVID has put me in this like midlife crisis or something. Like I just don't know what I'm doing. I've never been like so uninspired. So I'm like, you brought it up and I'm like, this is just another, like I read the first chapter and then I put it down because it was like mm -hmm. freaking me out. But now you're like making me think, okay, I'll go, I'll go tackle go it. Go tackle so. it. Do the morning pages. <laughs> Julie, Julie Cameron is her name. The author of that book. Um, I go to Chamberlain's and I will buy every copy they have and just give them to my friends. Like that's what yeah. I do because they always have a lot of copies at Chamberlain's. So for anyone listening, if you do live in the Jacksonville area, they usually have copies um, at Chamberlain's Bookmine, either downtown or the one on Roosevelt, which is where I found it. Um, but that's a great place to go. And she has other books, too, for different areas. So she doesn't just have the one. She has a lot of them. Um, but they're all great. But that one's probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Highly recommend. <laughs> This sounds like a devotional for creatives. It really is. <laughs> you, know what, you know what it is? It's a 12-step program for creatives. And I, like, mm -hmm. it sounds yes. so corny. And it sounds like, oh, my God, just what I need. But, like, really, at the end of the day, it's like our job is to be as expressive and vulnerable as we possibly can. It's the most terrifying thing for any human being to do. Cool. And that's what creativity is. It's sharing those vulnerable parts of yourself and saying hey look at this I want you to see me I want you to to know me I want you to understand me so like obviously there's already going to be huge blocks there when it comes to creating authentic work which is I hope what we're all striving for authentic work um, and that book really kind of helps lay a framework for perhaps where you might have blocks that you need to work through creatively as well as valuing yourself and your work because that's step two you know are you valuing your work 
do you value yourself? Are you valuing your voice? I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of it's psychology. So anything in psychology helps as well. Personal development helps with creativity. Um, I have done, uh, I've read acting books. I think acting books help with creativity because they help with vulnerability. And that's like at the end of the day, like Brene Brown, who's like the queen of vulnerability, you know, listen to her podcasts. It's like, Mm. it's so crazy how you're just like, wow. It's like the thing I don't want to do is the thing that I should do. And that's when, you know, like, okay, time to work through this. (laughs) Yeah. So when it comes to, I guess, like expression and, and whatnot, what would like, what would you say, like, I guess, even at the start of your uh, creative adventure or just like any time, even in between, like, what's some things that you would say kind of, I guess, block that and kind of prevent you from being expressed or I guess even make you shy away from that expression? Like, what would you say are like things for you? I know it's like, you know, personalized for everyone, but I guess like, you know, hearing you say it might help some people kind of be able to sift through what they're going through. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things and in the artist way, you'll hear her recommend taking yourself out on a date. So that's one of the, um, the, Uh, steps that she has you do where you literally take yourself out on a date by yourself you go to a museum you go to a coffee shop you go to a new restaurant and it's just to allow you to have time by yourself to experience something alone and to really kind of tap into what you're seeing what you're hearing what you're smelling what you're tasting and those are all things that can obviously influence, you know, your creativity and being inspired. So for me, obviously, one of the biggest things was, you know, time. I'm a mom. And that was the hardest thing for me when he was younger was I just didn't have the time. And Julie Cameron, the author, talks about creativity as a child. And if you think about it, if you have an actual child and then you have the creative child and then you have the self and then you have the spouse or the boyfriend or the girlfriend or the whomever, like where does the creative child fit into that pie? Like Mm. something always gets shifted and prioritizing creativity is usually the last thing on the chart when it comes to just living, you know, you just, there's 101 things that any person has to do in any given day that doesn't include being creative or working on their art. So I think for me, prioritizing it was something that was extremely important to me and prioritizing work and art, also comes from prioritizing yourself because you're saying this is important to me and my mental health and myself and it takes a lot of courage to do that and it takes setting boundaries with people and letting them know that this matters to you and I think for me that was one of the hardest things that I had to learn but it is extremely empowering when you do get to that point and you can prioritize your work 
And in turn, for me personally, it's valuing my mental health and it's, it's valuing my expression, which is all kind of part of, of being a whole human being. Because we all know if we're not creating, a lot of times if we have that nudge, we get really upset or depressed or we have anxiety about it and then it gets worse and then there's a whole spiral that can happen. So I don't know about you guys, but me personally, I struggle with that a lot. Yes. Yes. (laughs) definitely especially with COVID that was like I was like oh my god like this is scary like am I ever going to be able to create again and I'm like no I have to create something so yeah I I feel that Mm -hmm. yeah well this has been amazing (laughs) Um, we want to be respectful of your time Um, so Datavius do you want to wrap us up oh yeah I can wrap us up like a burrito from Chipotle let's do this yes (laughs) (laughs) oh there was one more thing so okay michelle do you currently like what's in your current playlist right now like what are you listening to like what what is your thing okay so my current playlist is called (laughs) this is so ironic and funny so i created a playlist that i've been listening to called expressing what matters And I don't really know how that came, like how that title came about. It just kind of happened somehow. It just looked at it and I was like, oh, I guess that's what this playlist is called. Um, Because I started just adding things to it. Um, And the type of music that's on there is, um, I would say, a mixture between kind of like indie music that kind of has like a EDM sort of vibe to it so like mashups um there's some really good like mixes um I've been listening to the purple disco machine I don't know if anyone knows they're like a a DJ that like mashes up like different songs um I really like The weekend. I don't know, like um, <laughs> Odessa, um, I listen to, but just like music that makes me feel good, you know, and music that's kind of mashed, mashed up old and new is kind of what I've been listening to. <laughs> that's what's up. Okay, okay, okay. I'm an old and a new soul, so anything that can speak to both parts of that, I feel like I... I'm drawn to. I love that. <laughs> Crockpot music. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I can't be defined, clearly. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming through, Michelle. No and thank you, everyone, who is listening, will be listening, and is going to share with all your friends, family, and puppy dogs and cats. This has been another Rad episode of the Radix Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have been your hosts, Detavius the Black. And Catherine Bynum. And we are out.